big rocks and all that sort of thing. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Classy. Classy. I knew you'd bugger that up. I knew it. It was really simple. We had a mic. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to use names tomorrow, but... Anyway, uh, I thought it went quite well. It's got off to a good start. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, As start as we mean to go on. Yeah, very good. Readers. uh, (laughs) Welcome to a... Very special edition of the Mick Wall podcast. Yeah, featuring Mick Wall, etc. And starring my dear friend. Yes, thank you. A man of many names. The great, to some he is the great interrupter. To some he is the old batsman. Yeah. But to me he's simply Johnny James Rotten Cricket Pants. <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to react to this. What do you want me to say? But I'd rather you didn't say anything, to be honest. Just <laughs> sit there and look pretty, dear, you yeah, know? Yeah, thank you, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, we a lot of thought goes into these. <laughs> a great deal of preparation. I mean, we've yeah, been like you, pho- you phoned me up yesterday <laughs> and you said, I don't know if you thought about what you're going to wear, but I find... If you've got something in the back of your wardrobe that you think, fuck, if I went out on the street in that, people would just like, get, that's the thing to put on. So. Yeah, yeah. and I see you followed yeah. my yeah. advice. Yeah. I thought you got. Did you, did you, got, how did the meeting at the accountants to... go? Was it good? <laughs> well, as you know, my, 
This is a very secure. So, so we were pondering, you know, in our deep research, uh, what we should talk about. I think that's how you put it, isn't it? Now we've got, you know, news. There's news. I mean, there's Kiss and their Kiss clones and uh, other stuff yeah, yeah. going on right now. Yeah. Or I thought we could start with what the hell is this? Um, uh, th this advert went up for about <laughs> half a day. We're not naming anybody, Terry. <laughs> but we're just saying that was supposed to be John that Hodgson. He thought, our promoter thought that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that. Buddy, Marge yeah. Proops meets Dot Cotton actually, in the middle. Look, he goes, anyway, shut up, right? Oh, who, shut up, who shut up. Who does know who that is? No one. They do, of course no they do. No one knows who that is. It's the bloke out of Green Day. John, Does John, anyone actually? Thank you. Does anyone actually listen to the podcast? It's when not when you start talking about Matthew Tripp. Yeah, That's when anyway, they go. It's Matthew Tripp. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do. <laughs> not, not on change your, the wave band. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not on your bit. So um, John got mistaken for Matthew Tripp. You can not see why. You can first. see why. He's a Easy good-looking guy. To make. Well, Matthew, was he not mistaken for Nikki Six? Yes, he well, was. Well, I mean, <laughs> Nikki Six, Matthew Tripp, Johnny, James, Rock. Still the biggest story in rock. Yeah, Six. you can tell <laughs> straight away. <laughs> Met by genuine silence. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, before we go any further... Let's talk about Kiss. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, we can talk about Kiss. I mean, does that, do, do you care about Kiss? Anybody care about Kiss? Yes, yeah, of course they do. And they finish this week, but... Yeah, but they but don't finish, do but they? But that's the thing. They have spent... I was thinking about this on the way over. They've spent, you were thinking about it. Yeah, they've lovely, spent like yeah. 40 or whatever it is years conditioning people 50. for this... 50. conditioning people for this moment. Because essentially they've always made it clear they are about merchandise. That's all they're about. Essentially, isn't it? You know, kiss coffins, kiss all that. Stuff. Oh, I see what you mean. Do you see what Sorry, I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, the fact that they've turned around and said this is our final show, but actually we're carrying on in yeah. a different form. Yeah. That's not a surprise to people who no. follow Kiss. No. But who wants to go and see Kiss avatars? Anybody? I mean, to me, they've been avatars for decades, uh, haven't right. they? Well, the the other the two have because the, the, the Fab Four. There's. Gene and Paul. And yeah, and the others, yeah, Ken and yeah, Ken. Yeah. yeah. I honestly don't know who the other two are. You no one knows who the other two yeah. are. I've met them and interviewed them and hung out with them. I don't know who the fuck they are. Who are they? Geezer in a Your cape. Your friend, Doc McGee. Geezer in a cape. See, exactly. And it's oh. Doc McGee is the manager of Kiss. Yes. And who was the manager of Motley Ah, oh, yeah. See, John always alludes to this because yeah. he's, he's jealous. Uh, Doc McGee... Great personal friend of mine. Uh, what was it about the multi-millionaire former drug trafficker that first attracted me? I, I think it was the music. Yeah. It was the music. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Doc still manages Kiss. We're going to have him here one night when he comes over, uh, which will be in next summer sometime, I think. Mm. I cannot reveal more because I don't know. Um, yeah. But Terry, what's the next picture? Let's have a look at the next picture, John. Because I'm keen to... Oh, you see? You see? You see? You know that Spotify thing, you know, at the end of the year where you, they go, oh, look at all the 
music you listen to, you know. And you go, Christ, did I, you know. Mm. Or this person. I, and there are many, many readers sent in almost identical <laughs> images. <laughs> and you can see the you top can see the cut, podcast. You can see the theme. You're, you know, the way you do tend yeah. to name your so podcast. So I do it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Get Your Rocks Off, which is With how we Nick started. Yeah. Did yeah. we? Yeah. Oh. Uh, you can't remember. Okay. Well, no, I didn't know. I didn't know that was the one that I did. Anyway, you don't yeah, remember. No, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But one very nice reader uh, sent in. They said for for even handedness and you know to be nice to the daft kid. You know, um, they sent in their top pod thing, Terry. Top pod thing, Terry. <laughs> This is... Uh, and there it is. Yeah, there it that? is. Who did that? Uh, isn't it? I think it's nice that John put a picture of his grandson <laughs> on his podcast yeah. profile. Because, you see, John does a cricket uh, podcast. I do. Don't don't know, my, that, uh, that's my successful podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the As one that went tell. straight to number one, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> I wanted him to come in his cricket whites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah pads. Would sensational, wouldn't it? Pads. I said yeah. big laughs. Pads. Bat. Yeah. But and he I didn't wanted do you it. to come in your lemmy shorts, but you didn't do that, <laughs> did you? Or you, in your Rob Halford underpants. <laughs> well, See, everyone uh, remembers that story. Well, but, yeah. we, I have an extensive wardrobe as. Uh, <laughs> As people will tell you. Goes back a long way. Goes yeah. back a long way. I have yeah. my Rob Halford underpants, bought at Woolworths in Wolverhampton <laughs> in 1978. But what I like about them was they were bought out of embarrassment. That's always the best sort of purchase. Listen, honest you know, to does God. Does he expect me to buy these? I, I'm 20 years old in the back of a limo with Rob Halford. They picked me up at my mum and dad's house. And we've driven all the way to Wolverhampton, <laughs> for, which is obviously rock and roll centre of the universe. And it's a pissing down Saturday afternoon. And we stop outside Woolworths. And I'm thinking, pick and mix? Oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> Rob gets out dressed as he always was in yeah. those days for the but back in the But back in the day, th those days, Woolworths sold everything, didn't they? I mean, you wouldn't know what you were going no, in No, uh, it was, a, sold it was albums, a wonderland. They sold clothes. They sold sweets. Sweets, records. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I said albums. So Rob yeah. wants to pop in. Rob wants to buy underwear. Um <laughs> So just to show Willing, I bought a pair of underpants <laughs> as well. Steve, you're so suggestible. You're so suggestible that because he bought some underpants. Well, I wanted to get him on side. Yeah. I wanted to get him on side. Yeah. I thought, you know, you're this interviewing a rock star. Yeah. What do you do? You go, hey, what, Rob, what ones did you get? <laughs> I got these ones. I got these special Rob's like ones. this. Little leather one. <laughs> I'm like, oh. You got that. You remember those Y fronts where the Y was a different colour? Yeah, and that was. was the well, that was yellow, wasn't it? It was yellow, yellow at the front. I don't, well, I don't know. I know those particular ones. Uh, and then there's uh, what else have I got, John? I've got my Axl Rose uh, Sports Direct elasticated waistband. Yeah. I think you can see up one of those. One of those jackets. We've all that got those. Come on, fellas, admit. And ladies, don't pretend you don't have the old. Hey. What? <laughs> what? Oh, right. Yeah, so see, that's the key. Oh, 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 look, look, look. Hey! Yeah. Put that over there, John, sorry, so that you don't, sorry, sorry. don't obstruct people's view of, you know, rock. 
This is Coco the Metal Pug. Hey. He was a star of Get Your Ops Off. Yeah. Uh, 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 he makes an appearance still on the current podcast. But back then, little bar, I mean, I don't know if you know pugs, but they're really clingy. They have uh, separation issues. So we'd be in uh, the room at my house trying yeah. to do the pod. And it was very early days. Like, Silence, you must be quiet. You must have quality recording, weren't we? And yeah. he'd be scratching at the door, barking. So we'd have to let him in, and he would fall asleep and snore like a horrible yeah. old drunk in an sure. alley. And he basically ended He's up on every single teaser. podcast we yeah, did, yeah, didn't yeah. he? He's solid as well, isn't he? You can't lift him. No, you can't. He weighs yeah. a ton. <laughs> yes. um, so we took some pictures of him in uh, like a, a kerchief, a kerchief yeah. and a leather jacket. You can buy those for pugs. And um, they don't fit him anymore because he's carrying a bit more oh, timber don't now. don't shame him. Don't shame him. I don't do want to fat shame Did he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, like you when you were strapped into that waistcoat earlier. The, <laughs> these he was adjusted at the back. He's like, oh, I think that guy measured me wrong when he made this. <laughs> That's what you said. It, I wouldn't say that. I don't know if you know this. This is a showbiz uh, secret. But the, these lights, they add. They <laughs> add pounds. They add yeah, pounds. Yeah. You know. When I come and... When I <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. Now, yeah. listen. <laughs> I think you'll find in the actuality... <laughs> See, they're actually better at this than you are. <laughs> this is... <laughs> You see, <laughs> this is what you call devoted readers. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it hits me right here where my wallet usually sits. Um, well, it, it, it doesn't really, does yeah. it, though, John? We've yeah. made, how much have we made in the last three and a half years? Well, I, I'll tell you what, though. Oh. I was going to say this. Oh. I, it accidentally came on in the car just as we were actually. With uh, what actually Yasmin came on in the car? The, our podcast, because oh. we've been listening to something else, and then it came on at the he end. To the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, bloody Do you edit out no, my no, bits? No, just your uh, what I heard was an ad for Asda. And what? Yeah, and Yasmin, what, on Spotify said, yeah, Yasmin said to me, oh, he's getting money that you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah, he probably bloody is. It's a good job she's not here tonight, John. <laughs> Or I'd be giving her a look. <laughs> but I do, I do kind of want an explanation. Listen, listen, I have no idea how it works. The first time I heard that ad come up on Spotify, it's like, what the fuck is this? And, yeah. and where's the money? Um, finally, we got a thick... We, we did this on a well, pod. So you say we. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't get it. You only, I only know about it because you told me about it. Got this thing saying uh, from Acast who put out the pod, saying we'd earned a thousand SLK, thousand and sixty or something, you know. And I'm, I'm looking on my He's phone. Like, yeah, great. He phoned me up. He said you've earned two hundred SK or whatever. No, no. What it was was <laughs> oh, it was like you've earned because we made because we made four hundred, and they take like half of it. And I'm thinking, well, still leaves five hundred. You know, it. I'm going five hundred. You know, and I'm thinking, they what take the fuck half is SLK, of it. Who though? takes half of it? They do. Who's they? 
Acast or whoever. I don't. Well, I don't you're asking so me. So they're saying you've earned a thousand, but we're taking five hundred. Yes. Well, that's not how it works. They just go, you've got five hundred. Here you go. So, uh, <laughs> John doesn't really understand no, finance. No. In the complicated world of show business. Um, uh, so I thought, okay, SLK, what's that like? Serious, loving <laughs> yeah. kicks or something? I don't know. So I'm looking it up. I mean, still 500, still 500, isn't it? And SLK turns out that's Swedish currency. And I'm like, oh, so what's 500 and whatever <laughs> yeah. in? 37 pounds. <laughs> 18 pounds 50 each. But we still have an invoice. Yeah, then. but they've got to take 50%, haven't they? No, they already have. That's, <laughs> what we're, that's our car. 18 quid, mate. Is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. So, anyway. Now, this... <laughs> now, there's a... I'm going to hand over to John at this point because... Why? <laughs> because... Wow. Can I get a... Wow. So... What's that? Me? <laughs> Have you met the current Mrs. Wolf? Because I think you might be about to. Um, so, uh, when I first met young Johnny, you know, when he came into Kerrang as a work experience. Yes, work. true. Truth. True. All truth. Truth. True. 1987. Um, year of DC. Uh, uh, so we used to send him on, you know, baby assignments. <laughs> stuff that didn't <laughs> really matter. You know, if he fucks it up, no one's going to read <laughs> it anyway. And in the middle of all this, John, as a talent spotter, purely musical, decided... <laughs> see, this is Lisa Dominique. John di discovered Lisa, didn't you, John? Well, no, I think, and Jeff, I think you Jeff mentored her. discovered Lisa. That's it. No, no, no. You got it in. <laughs> no, no. Wait, 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 wait. So, um, <laughs> you used to go on the road with Lisa, I didn't did you? I did it twice. You went up. Oh, yeah. twice. Yeah. Once to uh, Morecambe. Morecambe, back. Yeah. That sounds like a <laughs> <Yeah>. dirty <laughs> weekend. <laughs> well, Do you want to come to Morecambe, baby? Yeah, yeah. They were, it wasn't just me. And her, was she obviously. wearing her swimsuit? And that was, that was the occasion when John she Waite turned up. Oh, it yeah. was Lisa's, Lisa was and her brother. Her? Lisa and her brother Marino were both from, well, obviously being brother and sister, they would be from the same place. Marino, they were both Marino from Hull. Was, he's obfuscating here. He's, I'm not he's, obfuscating, he's I'm telling you the story. So but they were from Hull. That, that was their, their Lisa place. Lisa yeah, yeah. was from Hull. From Hull, along with Marino. So Highway to Hull. And there was one other... There was one other rock, well, actually, there were two other rock stars from Hull. There was Mick Ronson, oh, yeah. who had actually produced Lisa's album. Really? Yes. I don't know what why, was the best track? I don't, know, I don't know how she got him to what do was it. Your yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you I don't like, know how but she... I, think I don't know what Mick Ronson John, thought he was... You, know, you see, he'd be in a studio see, with Lisa. The thing is, John, you admired her singing voice, didn't so, you? So, Mick, yeah, as did Mick Ronson, who spent about, you know, 18 yeah. months recording yeah. an album. Yeah, yeah, no one's listening to that bit. You liked her voice, didn't so you, John? She did, did you think she had musical talent? <laughs> in abundance. Other, let me, I'm going to say this. Whatever you say, oh, I'm just going to say oh, this. Please do, please so, do. 
the other famous musician from Hull, and he was really famous at the time, was John Waite. If you remember, was in the he was in the Babies, but then he was in who was that band with Neil Sean? Bad, big, bad, bad English. English. Bad English. And they had a massive hit with... Uh, What's this got to do with I'll Lisa Dominique? What, oh, for fuck's sake. Well, get on with How it. How many times have I told you this story? Sometimes I get the feeling you uh, don't listen to anything I say. Let me ask you what the, yeah. qu- what the readers really want. <laughs> Did you... Fi- oh, <laughs> That's appalling. You notice this is 2023. I, you can't I say know. things I, like I, that. I personally am... It's, <laughs> I didn't hear a no. Uh, how childish and immature. Oh, wow. Wow. Carry on. So, uh, do you want me to carry on? Or not? No, not really. No, all right. I got another question for you. Yes, do go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, so I'll tell you how it arose. So, the other famous rock star from yeah, yeah, we're not listening to that anymore, John. Anyway, I, t- I tell you what, Terry, let's get poor old Johnny James off the hook here. Let's have a look at the oh, next picture. Right. Yeah, let's not hear my funny stories. <laughs> let's not hear what? No, no, no. No. What? No, you just carry on. Go on. Oh. It's your show. <laughs> Terry, it's your put Lisa show. back up. Put Lisa no, no, back no. up. No, no, I don't want to do it now. No, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sorry, John. Did you get interrupted? I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, now, tell us about Lisa. Precisely why I didn't want to do this. Tell, tell us about Lisa. <laughs> so the other famous rock star from Hull was John Waite. And, uh, and he turned up in oh. Morecambe. Oh, OK, yeah. So if you can imagine, like, John Waite was actually really famous There's Matthew Tripp there as well. This <laughs> <laughs> is just like my whole Kerrang life. Matthew Tripp, Lisa Dominique. Matthew Tripp, Lisa Dominique. Yeah, that's Terry's gone mad. You're right, you're right there, Terry. Terry. You I think right Terry's had a stroke. What's <laughs> this wasn't how it went in the non-existent <laughs> rehearsal. <laughs> Terry, calm yourself, mate. Calm yourself. So, John, tell us yeah. more about Lisa Dominique. So, John Waite. So, John Waite showed up in oh, Morecambe yeah, yeah. of all places. Was he wearing his swimming costume? No, as well? no but, he w- but he was. I mean, the the reason he turned up in. Morecambe was essentially to try and have his, you know, put his rock star charms on Lisa. Oh. And, and did she fall for it? No, well, no. Or did she stay the, loyal? Because the thing, that, and this will explain a lot. Oh, yeah. If I tell you that Lisa was actually married during this whole uh, experience to her manager, who was on the road with everyone as well, um, a guy called Michael, who's now big, sort of very famous lawyer. And did he Los know Angeles. about you and Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> so John Waite steams in. And oh, Ma- yeah. Michael was sort of otherwise indisposed. Uh-huh. So Lisa Dominique pretended that I was her boyfriend to get rid of John Waite. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. And that is the only reason that that rumour ever started. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 And, that, and yeah. that is the actuality. <laughs> yeah. To steal a phrase. And then, and then we went on tour to Spain with Saxon, which was amazing. You yeah, which living was great. the dream. The, yeah, that well. was when we discovered the that Biff Byford had a set of false teeth that he used for singing. Who did? Sorry, Biff who? Byford. Uh, his false singing. teeth. He has a, yeah, but he has false teeth. But he has a special set for singing because, like me, he's slightly sibilant on the microphone. What? What's so that? He, ha- he, he dribbles on the microphone because like, yeah, he's dentures. Sense, yeah, 
So he had a he had a special set that did, you know when he was doing Strangers in the Night <laughs> didn't, didn't do that you know Strangers in the Night like that false teeth yeah and they were discovered at the side of the stage in a glass it was fabulous so very funny very funny so it was good so we had good times you know did, did you ever hear that story Ray Palmer used to tell about this I can't remember the singer's name but he, he had a stutter except for when he sang. Do you remember that? Oh, wasn't it the bloke from um, Chicago and he was getting robbed? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. this guy had a terrible Peter Satira. <laughs> yeah, Peter Satira, <laughs> except for when he sang. Well, that's and because singing's often used to cure stuttering. Right. So yeah. back to the story. Um, <laughs> so Ray's, our old friend Ray, the photographer, well, John's friend, really, Ray, the photographer, used to take that picture. Um, uh, uh, Peter Satira, Satira had been robbed. He got back to his hotel room after the show and he'd been robbed. And raising the bar, as always, <laughs> talking to the manager. And Peter Satira comes running in, going, Peter, what's wrong? What's wrong? Aye, aye, bye, bye, aye, aye, aye. Peter, 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 calm down. What's wrong? Aye, 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 aye. Like, Peter, sing it. <laughs> and he goes, I've been robbed. <laughs> My room was broken into. <laughs> All my shit is gone. <laughs> True yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, it definitely happened, yeah. yeah. In the actuality. Oh, applause. So oh, look, he's me, look at him puffing up. It's like, it's back in the day when you... Terry, where's the picture of him back in the day when he had a show on oh, MTV? Oh, yeah, do we have that yeah, picture, that one? Uh, Terry? If you're, this is the best you're still one. with us. Yeah. <laughs> now, if he's not see, stroked out. See, that's, that's very much the 80s. And now you're going to see another picture. No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh who's that? See, that was what he was like when I first knew. That was the, that was Mick Wall. People used to say, oh, there's, there goes Mick Wall. They actually used to say that. Yeah, and I used to be like, fuck off, fuck yeah, off, fuck yeah. off. You did, you did, and that's, that's why I you got fucked. I was a sacked, very, very you? nice man. That's why, because everyone hated you. Very man. nice man. Yeah. He, I uh, used to. Every, uh, oh, <laughs> in the editorial meetings, who supports Mick? Yeah, no one. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. Was, that's how it finished. I'm that, sorry, that's uh, how it finished. It, that's how that finished. No, it was respect. It was <laughs> deep <laughs> respect. You see. Because the, you see that, you imagine a pi that picture with Ross Halfin next to him which they sent as a Christmas card to all the <laughs> other writers on Karango. Hope you're having a lovely Christmas. Now, that was a pic... Not this picture, but that was a picture of me and Ross at the swimming pool at the Sunset Marquee holding up champagne glasses yeah. and going, you know, hope you're having fun in England. <laughs> was it? And you yeah. loved us for it, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, you loved us. really us. appreciated it, yeah. So this was my golden god period. This... this uh, <laughs> This is the balcony of the Hyatt on Sunset, which is the Riot House. Um, if it's where the last scene or the scene of the swimming pool of Spinal Tap is. From. That's right. That's where most people know it. From. That's right. In fact, my, I was in that film, but it got cut out. Yeah, yeah, but it did. You know, you're <laughs> in the sequel, though, aren't you? They said we want to find an old <laughs> fucked rock journalist. Yeah. That's because when I interviewed Spinal Tap, they said, I said to them, where do you want to do it? They said, the rainbow. 
where old rockers go to die. <laughs> and that's what they and that was in about nineteen eighty nine. Yes. Yeah. And then you ran down there I as did. quick I went as your long my friends, legs my could film carry star you. friends, yeah. My film star chums. So um yes, this is in my pomp and literally about nine months later I got the boot, didn't I? Unbelievable. No, it was Unbelievable. A bit later than that. No. But that was when you had your show on what was it, Sky or whatever it was. I um I don't really talk about it very much. <laughs> Some of you, prob most of you probably <laughs> don't know. Um, <laughs> no, because no. no. it was so long ago. They had that was when they had squareels, wasn't it? <laughs> That's what you needed to see the show. Have you got a squareel? No, no. It was even before those. This is when the, uh, the the dish was like like on the lunar module. It was huge, <laughs> and only very very rich people could afford one. Or if you lived in Milton Keynes and you got cable. Um, or Dublin. Dublin used to get it for free, and and about twenty countries in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the second most popular oh show God, on really Sky. Are people after really interested. No, hang in on, it. hang on. It was oh. the second most popular show on Sky after Mr. Ed the Talking Horse. <laughs> See, that's that, fame. That doesn't sound right. That's fame. That's that fame. That sounds <laughs> somewhat contrived. Oh, yeah. Anyway, did you in have, the did, actuality? Did, did you have a Holly Davidson, or did you just have the T-shirt? <laughs> just out of shot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, You've ridden it up the stairs like Bonzo used to. Anyway, yeah, we were wondering, weren't we, John? We were wondering oh, I wasn't. Uh, if you might have any questions. I think they've already asked the question. <laughs> I'll take that as a yeah. no. <laughs> no question. No further yeah. questions. No one's interested. No I one's interested. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Well, then let's crack on with the news, John. Oh, okay. What's next? Well, I, <laughs> I, this is really boring, so I don't know why. <laughs> but I, uh, I ordered Geddy Lee's audio John, book. boring. You all, hang on. Yeah. You ordered Geddy, Geddy Lee's. Yeah. Well, because he's done an autobiography. Book. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Shut up, Geddy. <laughs> we saw you sneaking in with your little book under your arm. It's great because... Rush really aren't boring. Yeah. Go on. Well, but, but you see, I, I bought it specifically because I thought it would be boring. So I got into this habit of playing an audio book to get me to go to sleep. And I thought, Geddy Lee is so dull. This will definitely work. And I do like Rush, and I did want to hear about you know how they made moving pictures or whatever. And... Uh, but it starts off, in the, as, as you know, it starts with an incredibly moving way where he talks about his mm. family and the Holocaust and how they came to Canada oh after having been in... The, oh, dear. After, <laughs> after having been in a concentration camp. Yeah. So he write, but he Sounds writes, tough. He writes really... <laughs> not as tough as growing up in Ealing, obviously, yeah. <laughs> you know, not that hard. Comparable. But it was quite Comparable. hard. Go to Canada, and, he, and it, these tremendously moving early chapters about his family, and then his father died when he was twelve. You know oh all this stuff. Oh dear. Again, it's sad, know. isn't it? It is. <laughs> but so it was really good. But then it goes on to Russia, and then it gets really fantastically boring. boring. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just every time he goes into a studio, you start to dread it because he just reads out a list of everyone who's been into, you know, Thin Lizzy, and you know, I don't know, Genesis. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Rush. In boring shock. shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So boo. But Which then, Rush fanatic is here booing? <laughs> but then again, it, 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 then it gets... Oh, 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 aggro, John, aggro. He's, then it get, he's looking at you, mate. 
because I'm now going to say, then it gets really interesting again, where he talks oh. about what happens to Neil Peart, the drummer, the professor, as he's known, who wrote all the lyrics. semi-fascistic lyrics that they got <laughs> away with. And uh, he, he loses his family in a car crash. <laughs> oh, this is really... It's a tremendously cheery <laughs> book. I can't really wait to order this. <laughs> And it's it really not audible, cheered, yeah, you Yeah, it really say. cheered me up when I read it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, uh, and then he gets <laughs> brain cancer and dies. And the, <laughs> and the band finishes. But my point was that it, the, the band was... So yeah. Wow. wow. You see. And Geddy Lee is left incredibly frustrated and slightly bitter oh. at the fact that the band has finished. Oh and he dear. can't... Because they always agreed that they would never carry on. Thank God for that, yeah. hey? Yeah. 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 So anyway, that was my experience of the Getty Lee book. Wow. Make of that what you will. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, it's, well, that's true, yeah. Is that's that me true. or Getty? Who's no, who? No, no. <laughs> well, I don't know. You, you wouldn't have written about Rush because you were above that. You were, yeah, there's no way you'd have gone and done Rush. No. No. Why would you go from no. Guns and Roses to yeah. Rush? Yeah. You know? Metallica, you and your little friend Lars. Did we invite the Rush uh, <laughs> fan club president here tonight, specifically? See? Well, it's all going well so See, far. And so I told you my Rush material would be valid. <laughs> 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 and it was. And it was. Yeah. See? Yeah. But see? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I like Signals is my favourite. So let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go down that path. Yeah, but that's all in the book. If you want to, yeah. if you want to know yeah. exactly how they recorded hemispheres, that information is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in detail, detail, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's never mention yeah. it again. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But it's now, news, isn't it? It's news. What I was going to do is tie that to the end of Kiss. Oh, go on then. You said, "Well, no, I've done it. I just did it." Yeah, it's the end. You just of Russia, did the end it. Of, yeah. <laughs> End of Rush, it's the end of Kiss. You know, ev all bands, even those we love, like Motley Crue, are going to end. Blimey. Oh, I mean, we, we've really on a roller coaster <laughs> to joy here, are we? Talk about buzzkill. Yeah. But it was you, I mean, yeah, well. Is it because you're at that funeral today? Is yeah, that where you're in no, a downcast well, mood? No. I wasn't the one who came in and put me mm, foot warmers on. <laughs> oh, a low blow. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna lighten yeah. the mood here yeah, because on. there's a um, uh, Johnny James. It turns out today is the 20th anniversary of him making this lovely lady over here 
thoroughly miserable. Isn't that right, John? It is. It is. Oh, thank you, thank you. See, I told you it was worth cancelling everything. Now, John... All, all those things I'd arranged. Now, you had, you had a lot of... I had all this stuff planned. It was great, yeah. yeah. First time she was going to see Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good swerve. <laughs> but you haven't got to go home and talk about the Lisa Dominique stuff, mate. Uh, <laughs> what, this girl? That girl, Stop John. showing it, for God's sake. It's a Christmas picture. Look, it's got mistletoe in it. That's over here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's, the, it's not the same, per- these lights are blind. It's not the same person as Rush, is it? I no. think it is, yeah. It is? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> if you could, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you, one of you, any of you, all of you, uh, shout out a name and we'll give you a story you never heard before. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, no, because no, you now induced yeah, you, you, the you bitterness the <laughs> of his departure from Kerrang! Because he got locked in a cupboard, didn't you, with poison, and that's why you had to leave. <laughs> There's this whole thing about I got locked in a cupboard. A I, I didn't get locked in a oh, cupboard. Yeah. I was, I was abandoned in. in a large room uh, next to their dressing room. And... Um, and I've told that story a million times. Yeah, they hadn't, Another treated, name. they hadn't treated you with sufficient respect. That's that was right. the feeling. That's Prince. right. Prince. Prince. Um, blimey, we're getting the short straw here, aren't we? Uh, try another one. Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. Back in the 80s, yeah. Yeah. when Bruce was Bruce, um, he had this... Un- when he was Bruce a Bruce. lot of public school boys have this. I don't know if it's that sort of thing or if it's just Bruce was a knob, but <laughs> he wouldn't talk to you. He would talk at you. Oh, yeah, he d- really did do that. He yeah. really would. Especially if he'd just done a solo album. Or, or written a book yeah, or was or going yeah. fencing. Or did yeah. I tell you about my flying lessons? Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. And people literally, Iron Maiden parties, <laughs> you'd be like going to... And then I'm in Olympic level fencing... And then I'm the greatest. And people would wave a fibre behind his back <laughs> so that you come along and go, all right, mate, all right. <laughs> and he wouldn't even notice the interchange because it was just, <laughs> and I'm learning to fly a plane and I, I do fencing. I'm going to write a book. I, have you ever read Lord Iffy Boat Race? No one's no. read that book, Bruce. <laughs> and, of course, the dirty little secret was that Bruce and Steve Harris hated best each friend. other. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, yeah, sorry. Or was it best friends? Yeah. It was. It was one or the other. Um, Steve Harris used to hate him so much <laughs> that um, his nickname was the Chimp in those days, Bruce. <laughs> because if you think back in the day when you could call someone with a chimp without offending them particularly, no, yeah. no offence taken, yeah, no. you know. Um, uh, but he used to look like sort of Bill Oddie on Speed. Yeah, he'd have that <laughs> sort of he did. Weird he had hair. weird teeth, didn't yeah, he? and that bold hair yeah. thing, and yeah. he'd be wearing like. You know, Knights of the Realm clothes and all that sort of thing. and <laughs> You know, like fucking Obama. Robin Hood or something. <laughs> not Robin Hood, Ma- not Maid Marian either. You're thinking of when he was on stage, right? What? Are you thinking of when he was on stage? No, all the time, all the oh, time. Yeah. Leather jerkins, you know, that sort of thing. So they used to call him the chimp. Um, <laughs> and, and there was a flight back at the end of the World Slavery Tour, Power Slave. The final show, uh, shows are in Japan. And on the flight back, uh, 
Um, the rule was Steve was never to be seated next to Bruce, not in a restaurant, not on a plane, not on the tour bus. In the end, Steve had his own tour bus to get away from Bruce. Mm. Um, but Bruce was blissfully unaware. He thought Steve was a fucking lovely bloke. You know. <laughs> I love Steve. I'll come with you, Steve. Get him away. Get him away. <laughs> and, um, and as a joke, uh, they, a joke, in those yeah. days, they used to have a tour manager. Uh, was it Tony Wiggins? No. Uh, but he used to be Gilbert O'Sullivan's tour manager, okay? And now he's doing Iron Maiden. And in the hotel... Oh, he's the guy with the cardigans yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tour manager at a hotel will go to the desk and get everybody's keys and all their rooms. He'd be in his slippers and his cardigan. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, he'd been working with Gilbert all those years. <laughs> and now he's with Nico McBrain. And Nico would be going, that's not... He'd look at his room and he'd go, that's so fucking good! Because his wife would be coming out. He used to call her his sweet pea. He'd be like, that's not good enough for my fucking sweet pea! <laughs> We'd go, you're, you're right, Tony. Go, I'm okay, I'm okay. So it was the same with Gilbert. We're going, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so as a joke, everybody <laughs> persuaded Tony on the flight back from Japan to make it so that Steve had to sit next to Bruce <laughs> for 13 hours. <laughs> In the first class section. And poor old Tony, of course, is back in economy with the rest of us. And and Steve is horrified, you know. And so and and and, and this is when he was writing Iffy Boat Race or whatever. Going, <laughs> Steve, look, you could read my book, you know. <laughs> Plane takes off. As soon as it takes off, he unbuckles his seat, marches down to economy, gets hold of Tony Wiggins, and he goes, Oi! Who put me next to the fucking chimp? <laughs> and Tony's like, oh, it's just, just a bit of a joke, Steve. Goes, yeah, yeah. Well, you go and fucking sit next to him. And Steve sat in economy for the whole journey rather than sit yeah, next to yeah. And that was the, the right chimp. choice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was the right he choice. He never had to interview him about his solo album, Skunk Works. Yeah. I did that his PR in those days. Well, you must have got me to do Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever met Bruce? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. lovely. Yeah. He's like good really talker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another name. Oh. It's like that moment when the, the saloon doors <laughs> open in a cowboy <laughs> film. And in comes Phil. Um, it was great to get to know Phil because I'd been that Thin Lizzy fan. Uh, I was 18 when The Boys Are Back In Town was a hit. And then, long story short, 18 months later, I'm, I'm working with them. And um, now he truly was, you know, we have this idea of the mythic rock star, you know, the, 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 the cowboy, the Clint Eastwood guy that comes into town, or, you know, that kind of uh, charismatic, all-male mm. hero. Yeah, he was a bit manly for you, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you had to, oh, you had to take a step back. Yeah. But he had a poet's heart, you see. Oh, yeah. A poet's yeah, heart. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I mean, I don't know where to start with, Phil, because it's, it's um, you know, I don't know what to say. He, he, he liked, he, he, he loved life. Well, uh, <laughs> you said he was, th he was the, uh, the man who introduced you to Fleetwood Mac. Ah, uh, mm. well, you know, that's, yeah. that's an apocryphal story, oh, yeah, for another yeah, time, yeah, for another yeah. time. But, um, and also, to be honest, I always feel so sad for Phil, because yeah. that last sort of six months of his life, 
Um, in fact, I've been talking about maybe John keeps encouraging me to I write think a book should. about this. Yeah. Um, you know, Live Aid in 1985, Phil and Lizzie were not invited to it, which in retrospect was a hell of a thing because Geldof uh, owed a lot of his early career to Lynott. Lynott really mentored him when they Boomtown Rats first came to London. Mid-Yore, after, you know, uh, Slick, the yeah, kind whatever, of yeah. Bay City roller band he was in, Rich Kids, never happened, absolutely down on his luck, and Phil brought him into Thin Lizzy after Gary Moore bailed out uh, of the Black Rose tour in 79. Yeah. Um, and then uh, carried on working with Midge on a solo album, and they did uh, Yellow Peril, Yellow which Pearl turned into Yellow Pearl, which was the Top of the Pops theme. Yeah. Still in 85, that was the theme. So Phil had, had a lot a lot to do with helping these guys with their career. But come Live Aid, they didn't want him. Didn't want him. All these other bands are reforming. Wouldn't it have been great if Thin Lizzy had reformed for Live yeah. Aid? I mean, God bless Status Quo and Queen and all those guys, but Thin Lizzy? Come on. Um, but they didn't invite him, and it was quite humiliating for mm. him. And so on the day, he actually flew to Dublin and uh, literally went to RTE, the, the big radio station, and on the door uh, as they're doing the live aid broadcast and basically said, look, I'm here if you want me to commentate. And so they brought him in, and he spent the afternoon talking you know, over the live aid broadcast. Um and then he was dead six months later, less than six months yeah. later. And so for me, uh, there's a lot of funny things about Phil, but ultimately I think it's a tragedy. It's a real tragedy yeah. um, because he really was that talented guy. From the days before heavy metal was heavy metal and, and, and pop was pop and never the twain shall meet, he was very much in that sort of Bruce Springsteen area uh, where you could be a hard rocker but also have something to say. And if you listen to those special Lizzie albums from those days, it was really something special, I think. So that's another downer. We're not doing yeah. well here, are yeah, we, mate? Let's go back to your Rob Halford underpants material. God, they really like, want the dirt Half tonight. an hour before every podcast is recorded is spent him... Francis Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, go on. Well, no, no, I was just saying he's one of those really annoying people who cracks a joke the minute you pick. So if you have to interview him on the phone, you'd be dreading, you know, what you've got to ask him about or whatever. And you'd phone him up and he'd be like, you'd, you know, you'd 11 o'clock, Francis, ring the number and pick it up and you go, oh, hello, is speak to Francis, please. Half a pound of chicken and cheese or something. You know, it would just be a stupid voice that he'd put on. And you think, what the f I know it's you. You know, it's... Like, it's uh, just you. Anyway. When I, when I uh, ghosted his memoir, I talked too much. <laughs> All through that, and I'd worked with him for years, and he always says this, and, and he nearly always sticks to it. He's like, I'm not going to read this. You can write whatever you like. And I, okay, but it's, you know, it's meant to be you writing it. I'm just writing it, you know. Um... And we did all this, and six months later, we've got a book. And then a few days before Christmas 2018, he rings me and he says, um, I thought he meant I've got some notes. You know, he goes, uh, this book, you know, I've, I've been looking at it. Uh, will you come over and we'll talk about it? I went, sure, yeah, he's got, he's got some notes. So 
Um, I drove over there, long way from where I live, and I get there, and he says, uh, right, can you read it to me? I went, uh, which bit? He went, no, the book. <laughs> I said, you want me to read you the book? He goes, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I went, what, today? <laughs> he went, well, you can come back tomorrow. I spent the next six days driving to Francis Rossi's place. My wa- The current Mrs. Wall is here. She'll attest to this, won't you? Um, and it would be, you've got to be here at 11 a.m. I'd get there at two minutes past. He lives two and a half hour drive from me. I'd get there at two minutes past 11. He'd be standing outside going like this. What time do you call this? <laughs> and I go, I'm two minutes late, Francis. He goes, there's never an excuse for being late. I said, I've been on the M25 where there's been a multiple car pileup. No, you're late. And this one, every <laughs> fucking day. The only good part was, as I'm reading him the book, I was recording everything. I've still got it. Mm. I'm not waiting for Francis mm. to die. Um, <laughs> I recorded every Ooh. word of this, right? So I'm reading him the book. And, of course, it's an official ghosted memoir. So it's all like, oh, he was a bloody good bloke. Oh, we had a wonderful time, you know. And it'd be, oh, uh, uh, Jimmy was there. He was a great guy. And Francis would go, he was a cunt. <laughs> i go, why? And he'd tell me some horrendous story. <laughs> and i go, this is terrific. i go, so we can put that in? No, you can't fucking put that in. That'd be ridiculous. i go, okay. So i carry on reading. Uh, and then there was uh, Alan and, uh, you know, they were very important on that. They did fuck all on that album. They were rubbish. Tell me why. And a lovely, great story. I go, we can put that in. No, you can't put that in. This went on for days and days and days. Things he told me about Rick Parfit, things he told me about everybody's wives, all this stuff. And I'm going, this is terrific. We've got to get... No, don't be ridiculous. I'm like, well, shut up then and let me read. It went right on up to Christmas Day. He's ringing me. We're on page 312. Carry on. So I've still got all those recordings, yeah. and I vowed never to release them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in okay, how are we doing for time over here? We're doing good. Oh, okay, good, good. Now, um, John. Yes. What's the? B- <laughs> you can't think of anything. Can you? Of course I can. Yeah. I'm a font of questions. Yeah, you know, it's like your MTV show, whatever it was. Kirk Cobain, Kirk. invented by John. It wasn't. It was. <laughs> he kept calling him Kirk Cobain. Yeah, it was a, just a slip of the. Yeah. Of Do you the even know who he was, John? Because <laughs> you were a big grunge fan. Yeah, I was a huge. You? Yeah, down you're big on grunge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't wait when. What that was started. your favourite band? <laughs> all, of, all of them. The third tr- track. Well, what was the best band, yeah. best album though? Yeah, yeah. All of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, it was that one. It was the one that Nirvana did after they'd done the big hit "Nevermind," and then in utero. In utero. And what was your favourite track? Well, you, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> what, what, what I would have liked to have been would have been to have been at the record company when he delivered it. Yeah, I don't think he, he turned up. Yeah, personally, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. theoretically the tapes arrived. Yeah. Oh, great! Has he written another <laughs> Teen Spirit? Has he, has he written another Lithium? Has he written a Rape Me is the <laughs> first song. And like all this other, yeah. Yeah, he really was a true artist. Yeah. He was a man of the people. Yeah. Man of the people. But this is Kirk Cobain. Not the same guy. He didn't die for you. He tried <laughs> for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, who knows my Sunday lunch with Aussie story? <laughs> oh, yes. What's that, sorry? Uh, there is wine. There is pissed. Um, I was trying to write his official biography. It was 1985. And every time we sat down to talk, he was so horrendously drunk that we couldn't get anywhere. Um, I remember turning up once, um, and him and Sharon are in bed, and he's like, oh, I've got a cold, I can't talk to Jamie. You know, <laughs> this, was, this was the year of the frosted... Oh, yeah, as he put it, he, uh, yeah. I was with them at Live Aid, and he afterwards, he said, I look like a fucking fat Joan Collins. <laughs> he, he did, and he did. And he did, he did. and he sounded like If one. you see him in Decline and Fall of Western Civilization, he looks like that, when they have fake so, um, the orange juice. So this goes on and on and on, and finally Sharon says, look, he's going to cook a Sunday lunch, okay? <laughs> Come over, because she's thinking, obviously, he surely can't get fucking pissed was on Sunday. Was this the place in England, the place in... Yeah, in... The uh, Chalfonts. No, no, this was in, like, in Barclays Square, in like, oh, Fitzrovia. Right. It was, like, very posh. So I turn up, Sunday, good as gold. In your Sunday best. My Sunday best, yeah. looking a bit like John is now, <laughs> but less gay. Um, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Come and see me after class. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, so I turn up and uh, I'm thinking, Sunday, Aussie's cooking. I'm thinking there'll be a, uh, you know, some sort of slave that will be doing yeah, it, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, he's in there. He's literally got his pinny on. He's got his hair tied back and he's peeling the spuds and he's got cauliflower cheese. He's got the full <laughs> fucking Monty. He's got roast beef. He's got every, everything you can think of. I'm like, all right, Aussie. <laughs> and um, Sharon comes in and she goes, Aussie, I'm going to take the kids out to the park <laughs> with the, uh, the nanny. <laughs> all right, Sharon. Mick, you stay with Aussie. Keep an eye on him. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's literally, he's there over the pots and they're all bubbling and fuck knows what else. He looks clearly distressed, but he's in his pinny. And I'm thinking, well, this is unusual. And... Um, so he's doing whatever he's doing. And as the front door closes and you hear the steps up the path, Sharon and the kids and the nanny, to the gate, and then the gate opens and closes. And then the car... Vroom, vroom. The whole time he's frozen. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, Ozzy. Shut up. You're right, mate. Shut up. <laughs> and finally you hear the car drive away and he goes, thank fuck for that. <laughs> Do you want a drink? <laughs> and I went, Sure. He goes, you like wine? I went, sure. He opens a fridge. They've got many fridges. All there is in there is bottles of wine. Very expensive wine. He pulls out two bottles, gets two pint glasses. <laughs> He's like, I can't find the fucking opener. <laughs> I went, well, let me have a look. Fuck off. He gets his thumb and he pushes the cork Ooh. into it. It goes all over his arm. You know. Then he gets the other one, my one. <laughs> and he gets the bit, gonk, 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 gonk. You know, two of them, pint glasses. He gives one to me and he goes, cheers. And he's like this. It's going like, it's going all down here. Want another one? I'm like, I'm, I'm still on mine. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to the fridge, pulls out another bowl, two bowls. Gunk, 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 gunk. 
shall we have one more? <laughs> I said, no, I'm still good, you know. Anyway, he carries on, he carries on. He is absolutely obliterated. And I'm thinking, when Sharon comes home, <laughs> yeah. I'm so in the shit. <laughs> Finally, the car pulls up. I'm going, no, no, no. He's been cooking still, but in a kind of... <laughs> and uh, I'm he could have set fire to the place, you know. And uh, so suddenly she, she comes in, the kids come in, and she comes in, the nanny. She comes in the kitchen, she takes one look. She goes, Ozzy, why don't you go and sit down? And I'll finish. <laughs> and she looks at me and she goes, why don't you go and sit with him? <laughs> I'm, I'm holding a pint of wine still. So I go in and the table's made. It's all posh and lovely and the nanny and the kids. And Sharon's sitting at the head of the table. Ozzy's opposite me here and I'm here and the kids and the nanny. And it all comes out, and it's like, you know, the, the meat, the potato, the mash, the cauliflower cheese, everything. The, it's like, you know, people are passing stuff around, gravy. And he's looking at me like this. <laughs> and he goes, bosh, straight into the plate. And there's, there's potato and gravy, and, and I'm sort of looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> looking at Sharon, she's like, pass the peas, you know, <laughs> over his head. And I'm looking at him, and I go, uh, is he all right? <laughs> and she goes, fuck him. I went, sure, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we have lunch, and he's got, he's buried in the food, <laughs> and he's snoring, and the gravy's <laughs> bubbling, <laughs> and the hair, and... Uh, and it's like, would you would you like some mm. more potatoes? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, still got my pint. So <laughs> anyway, towards the end of the meal, he wakes up and he's like this. It's like <laughs> slow, slow. It's all falling off his face, <laughs> and he's a <sighs> Sharon. She went, Just fucking shut up. And she goes over and she li lifts him up <laughs> and drags him up the stairs. And I'm thinking, fuck, mm. man. How do you... Is that the time? You know. Um, so she comes back and she looks at me and she goes, would you like a proper glass for that? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but she'd seen it so many yeah, times. Yeah, I'm sure. So he's gone to bed and she takes me into another lounge room. And she says, look, this is never going to fucking happen. Interview me, I'll tell you everything that he would tell you, and you can just put it in his words. And that's what we did, and, and that book was called Diary of a Madman, and every quote in there from Ozzy is Sharon yeah. telling me yeah. that story. And that was my Sunday lunch with Ozzy. <laughs> and, and on that note, um, and on that note, readers, uh, we're going to take a little break. Uh, and then in the second half... A rock star is going to join an us. Actual see an actual god one. of rock yeah. is going to be here. His name is Ginger Wildheart. For me, the greatest fucking rock artist of the 90s and beyond. And he'll be here right after this. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs>